1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: I uh, mentioned uh, yesterday that it was a strange day having three foolish on the radio and then walking down to Nicollet Mall later that uh, in the early evening last night. Beautiful night and finding out there had been a shooting right across the street from him right after after he got off the phone with us. Uh, on the radio from there and in Reverend Jerry McAfee, 21 days apiece. And of course uh, uh, a beacon of hope on the North side was also there. So we engaged in interesting conversation and I asked him to participate tonight with me here uh, because uh, you know, it's almost uh, the, the drama continues, so to speak. Reverend McAfee, thank you for joining us in the John Schuster Caldwell banker hotline. Appreciate your time.
3: Well, thanks for having me. Uh,
2: I don't know. Do you know the status of the young lady that was shot yesterday?
3: Yep, she is paralyzed from the waist down.
2: Is that right?
3: Yep, and the young lady uh, that did the shooting turned herself in last night.
2: So did she leave the scene initially, and then then they caught her, or she turned herself in?
3: She turned herself in, yes. She left the scene.
2: Okay, okay. So by the time squads got there, she was gone? Yep. Wow. I mean, how does that strike you when you see something like that and you hear something is right in front of you? It was right in front of the people that that that, that you uh, have empowered as volunteers, but it puts them in harm's way to an extent as well. How how does that strike you when you hear that?
3: Well, I was right there. I was maybe. Two, were you that? You were guys. there too
2: at the time, huh? Oh yeah. I Can, was, tell us what I you there. saw. Well, earlier when we first got there,
3: one of the guys who we built a relationship with came up and said, "Rev." These girls is on something today. Uh, y'all need to try to get them. So I went to one group of young ladies who, you know, we've met since we've been down there. And when Chasma, who's another young lady that works with us, uh, she went to the other group. You know, we just trying to talk them down. So the one young lady that I was talking to uh, had been maced by the young lady who had gotten uh, who got shot, and we saw. Him you know, moving around and going into the target, looking for these other girls. I told Sharif, I said, Hey, let the people in target know that these girls coming in there so they can be prepared. Well, the young lady who had got base was getting her water the security from the U S bank got her water, you know, to flush her face and stuff and get that stuff wiped off. And then she was telling me what happened about the fight that took place the day before and all that other crazy stuff. So they needed some more water. So I walked off to Target to get some more water. On my way back, uh, this group had already moved out and was moving back up towards, uh, oh God, it the 8th. Yep. And so when I got back, there was a big group there surrounded by these three girls. And, you know, our people was riding in the midst. and mad dads that came back out. did an excellent job in helping them, uh, you know, get one out the store and to try bring, to bring peace to it. And as I'm, you know, I gave one lady the water and I'm moving up to give the other lady the water and you heard the shot. Bam. And man, people started running. I ducked around the corner. And then when I come back around the corner, the young lady was laying there and just one, one guy was there. So then the, again, the police was right across the street and, uh, you know, they, then everybody moved in to try to help. And it happened just that quick.
2: Just that quick. And just that and, and, quick, and the suspect I... was gone already because there, there was because was the crowd was so big and the commotion enough that they were able to just skirt him or what?
3: Yep. She 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 shot her, uh put the gun in her purse and walked over to a car and they took off.
2: <laughs> and could you see that the uh the wounds were life threatening right away?
3: Well, right, it was in her stomach, so it wasn't even a lot of bleeding. If you went over, you you couldn't even tell the lady was shot.
2: Hmm. And now, what state was she in? In shock, or was she not moving, or what?
3: She she was in shock. You can see their eyes had rolled back. You know, some, uh, but she was, you know, pretty much non-responsive. And the police got there and you know started uh, doing some different things. And then the paramedics showed up.
2: How How old was she? Would you estimate?
3: If I'm, I would think she was in her 20s. What was
2: what was the beef about? What was the argument about? Do you know?
3: No. But from my experience, probably nothing. Yeah. Just escalated Yeah, because uh, my, my Chaz was talking, she was saying to the girl, because the girl was saying, well, they jumped on my sister the other day. And so Chaz, so she told her, well, your sister's right here, and she don't look like she's hurt. And the young girl was there from St. Paul, and uh, on her day off, I heard some girls came all over from St. Paul for some nonsense like that.
2: So, how can you t- can you tell or can you give any? Um, is there any words or advice? How do you know if someone's carrying a gun? Do you suspect anybody that has a purse, a bag, or what?
3: You you can't always. T- I, let me put it to you like this. Unless I see it, I can't tell. They, they got them things concealed so well. <laughs> you got to be great at doing that. And this young girl was near me. The the one who did the shooting was near me when I was helping the girl uh, who had gotten maced.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And you could not tell she had a gun in that bag.
2: Were you surprised that she turned herself in or was it a situation where everybody knew who it was and it was just a matter of time?
3: Well, one everybody certainly knew who it was because the cameras is all over downtown. Sure, but I had heard that she had a uh, license to carry. Okay, so it wouldn't have been like you know she
2: was. Just Th- that on part her. wouldn't have been a violation of the law.
3: No, not from what I know, because you know the girl spit on her and uh, she was pulling out the mace again. So I don't again I don't know. I'm not that familiar with it, but it it, it just don't seem like it. Would have been too far of whack. But they the law will have to take care of that piece.
2: Yeah. Uh so tell me where we're at with this, Reverend McAfee. Uh, uh Minneapolis, downtown, north side south side, what 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 areas you're most concerning and what are you seeing right now?
3: The, the the city, period. Because it's happening all over. Uh they have not just on uh, Brooklyn Park and Huntington, Brooklyn Center. It's happening all over. One of the things I've consistently said to people: number one, the city, cities, got to create the necessary synergy to deal with it from an intervention perspective, and you got to deal with from a prevention perspective. We have to have just as much loud voices in our community about what we need to do for ourselves as they did with the police issue. And you're not seeing that response. You're not seeing that level of uh, resources poured into it or otherwise. Uh, one of the sad things that happened is if you didn't know what was going on last night, you would have swore up and down the police were the ones that shot the girl. In the, the confusion was there. on? Well, it was, it, was, it was no confusion on those of us who was there.
2: Right. But if the you just came walking up.
3: Yeah, you'd have been confused. You would thought the police shot her.
2: Because we saw what happened the night that guy, the day that guy committed suicide and they said the police did it and we, and, and they tore down Nick mall, you know?
3: Exactly. It was the same type of scenario that they wanted to start blaming the police. And I'm looking at this dude like, are you for real, man? Where were you all at when we were trying to stop them early on from fight? Who could not see that this was going to happen and you all did nothing. So when the police show up, easy target, you start antagonizing the police like it's them. I, I've, I, I will say what I, I've said a million times. Number one, and this is my thought, no one will fund our freedom. We've got to do it ourselves. Number two, we've got to do it. If, if you, if, if, I, I shared this with the group last week. If you really want to defund the police, okay, good. Let's take down the crime. We, mm-hmm. But we've got to do that. As a community, we've got to do it. We can't wait on somebody to come save us. We know the, the, these are our sons. These are our daughters. <laughs> We've we got to do it. And as we hold the police accountable, we got to hold ourselves accountable. Sure. And if we only want to talk about the police, that's that's my problem with the issue of the defunders, that they're heavy on the police, but they give those in the community some kind of a break when we're shooting 20 times more than the police is.
2: Yeah. Yeah, how, when you talk about prevention, Reverend McAfee, you've got your your, your uh, ear to the ground, so to speak. Uh, what do you look for when you think somebody's heading in that direction where they, they could be a, a shooter at one point in time? I mean, I mean are you trying to figure out uh, if they're on drugs? Do you try to figure out, do they have a beef with somebody? How do you try to get in front of it in terms of prevention? The first
3: thing we do is we engage them. We, we've been down there now since October, and we've been able to get you know pretty good relationships. And we've diffused a lot of stuff before it jumps off, a lot of it, because we know them now. As a matter of fact, I, I took about 10 or 12 of them to the 801 restaurant. They didn't even know it was there. They didn't even know what it was. They're there all the time and had no idea what it was.
2: Yeah, it just sits on the corner there, and, they, and, and I'm sure they've never darkened it, right? Never darkened it.
3: And I called the manager. Say, hey, listen, bring our ten or twelve people from the block in, and I dined them well. And we we start building relationships. So when I show up now, they they're looking for me. And so when there's issues, they'll pull us to the side. Now, here's uh, what's crazy. One young lady, I finally got down there, and they said, "Real, well, so and so just been fighting all day." I said, what? Let me let me run up on them. So I see her. I said, all right, come here, come, 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 come talk to me. What's going on? She said, well, the reality is I lost my money fighting over South, and I don't have any money for food. And these are her words, not mine. I can't go in Target and steal none because I'm banned. Hmm. And so I'm just out here fighting. I said to her, I said, well, baby, why didn't you just tell me? So let me go buy you some food. I said, matter of fact, I don't have time to go buy it. If I give you this money, I'm going to tell your roommate, I'm giving y'all money for food, but you got to go buy it. And that's what I did. So one relationship allows us to get beyond the surface and we can help mediate. I mean, we've gotten some in treatment. We've helped some stay in their houses, uh, help some in their relationships and that's the beauty of it is that if, if you're there, you can start doing some of those things, but staying away won't help. I mean, we're trying to get a thing now a turning point and others because this, uh, goal rush that they're doing, the fentanyl with the Percocet. Yeah. We don't know what the effects is going to be with that. And we're not prepared. Uh, a lot of them, if we had houses, you know, maybe for a night that we could send some to, uh, to try to get them well, uh, But it all starts with relationship. And uh, that's what we're down there for.
2: How bad is the fentanyl problem downtown?
3: Very bad. On the Nicollet side, what we saw you at, the gold rushing pretty much and loud reefer. Mm -hmm. If you go up to Hennepin, between 8th and 9th, you got everything. You got meth, you got crack, you got fentanyl, Percocet, alcohol, of course, is in both. You got some of everything up there, and you know some of the stuff they're doing up there—they selling right out the cars, man. And you don't—you don't have enough police officers. You—you you just don't.
2: Mm-hmm. You were telling me that Broadway and Lindale, which is another place, the bus stop where if you want, to, you know, I mean, I, I sat and watched one day, and you just see these deals going down, or at least that's what it looks like from from where I'm standing. And you, and, and you said, what, "What did they move the bus stops a little bit? What have they done up there?"
3: Yeah, oh yeah, they—they they moved the one away from the liquor store. They first moved it further down the street in their auto zone. Then they moved it again because again, and and if you watch it, these are younger kids that's doing this, these drugs, they're -hmm. younger. And you know, that the station they call the murder station, you just had several people shot up there last week. And now here's what blows my mind in the community. It's known as the murder station. So many shots is fired up there so many times during the year. I'm wondering, how do they stay open? How do these people keep their license? Right. I I believe they're dirty personally. How do uh, they? Good question. Got how, to ask why
2: something. do they? I mean, why would you want to have a business there?
3: Well, because it's lucrative.
2: Yeah. There's a reason it's lucrative. There's a reason to be in business is what you're saying.
3: Well, let me, let, let me tell you what we found last year doing 21 Days a piece at a lot of those stores. In the summertime, they're selling cups of ice, individual, and they're selling individual cigarettes. Hmm. Not a pack, a cigarette. A lot of them stores don't mind that stuff going on because they're participating in that illegal mess. And it would shock me if that gas station isn't. They've been around much too long. It's been the same for far too long. Somebody can get killed one day. Two days later, it's back the exact same thing. And the business owner is still functioning. No, something, something's dirty. Something's dirty.
2: Yeah, because why would you not want out, right? Exactly. I'll tell you, I, I, I tip my hat to you. And, you know, the last thing I will leave it with Reverend McAfee is, and you understand this better than I do and better than most, is um, you, you talked about engaging. I, I can't tell you how many times I have come upon what looks like suspicious people, and 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 I end up in a conversation with them. Many times they're sports fans, and they might recognize me from TV, and and so I, I get that benefit from them, the the, the, the trust factor from them. But what, what, what my takeaway always is, because we laugh and we have fun, and, you know, I'm suspicious that they might be doing the wrong thing. But what really, what really drives me nuts when I leave there is I think, you know, these kids, and a lot of them are kids that I'm talking to, are talented, smart. Uh, they don't have to take a shortcut, but somewhere in their lives they believe they do, but they're actually, they're, I know people find this, they're fun people to be around when when, when they're not, you know, when, when they're not doing what they shouldn't be doing. Correct.
3: Yep. Well, you know, I, I one of the things I, I teach at the church is a person will never move beyond their information base. No, low to no information, low to no good decisions. But if you expand their information base where they can understand that one, you don't have to be this way. You know, a lot of times people take for granted, you know, what we know. Some of them was raised in folly. They've never seen anything function as normal. What is normal for them is dysfunctional for us. Some of them don't know anything other than what they're doing. And it it would be hard for many to understand, but all you got to do is get out there, follow their their family line. That's
2: right. And that's what you're competing against, right? Exactly. Yeah. Trying to change they've been doing all their lives what they've
3: seen all of their lives what you and i do right now is what we've seen our mothers fathers uncles aunts do yep some some of them ain't never seen what we've seen yep this function was the function
2: yep yep and, and then you've got people that are recruiting them that are telling them don't believe reverend mcafee or mike max on the radio whoever it is right
3: well, you know, they, they call me all kinds of stuff, man.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm well, I'm going to call you Reverend Mac, and I we'll run out of time. But great, uh, in a strange way, great to see you last night, and thank you for shedding some light on this tonight.
1: Not a problem, man. Take care. You bet. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?